Welcome to a message from Oasis Church. For more information about Oasis Church and how you can get connected, please visit MyOasisChurch.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Let's open our Bibles tonight to Matthew's Gospel and go to the 24th chapter. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We got some things that we're wanting to talk about tonight. I've got uh, quite a bit of material to get through. I got a lot of scriptures to get through, so hallelujah, kind of keep your shouting down so that I can uh, get this going, amen? Hallelujah, praise God. In Matthew 24, Jesus is talking with his disciples, and they're asking him in verse 3, it says, tell us when these signs, these things will be. And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Not the end of the world, just the end of the age. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So Jesus sums it up in one statement. In verse 4, he answers them and says, Take heed that no one deceives you. Amen? Take heed that no one deceives you. Praise God. Let's go on. We're going to, we're going to, but we're going to be skipping some things here. Verse 5, it says, For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. Verse 8, All these things are the beginning of sorrows. Let's go down to verse 12. I'm just skipping through here just to kind of put some flavor in on this. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Amen? Let's move on. Verse 21. For then there will be great tribulations such as not has been seen, From the beginning of the world until this time, no nor shall ever be. Verse 23. Then if anyone says to you, now he's talking about deception. We need to understand this is what he's talking about. He's talking about being deceived. And he's talking to believers. He's talking to the church. He's talking to his disciples. Amen. Be sure and make sure that you're not deceived. Because all these things are going to start happening. Amen? Then let's look at verse 23. It says, Then if anyone says to you, Look, here is the Christ, or there, do not believe it. Don't be believing that. Don't be believing some of the stuff that people are saying right now. Matter of fact, don't believe any of it. Amen? Verse 24, For false Christ and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive. That's the purpose of them. If possible, even the elect, that's you and me. If possible, say it's not possible. Say it, say it's not possible that I will be deceived. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse 25, Jesus says, See, I have told you beforehand. So he's giving them a warning. He's telling them. To be on the lookout for this thing. Now, this is going to be some heavy-duty stuff tonight, so I hope you all can handle it, but I think you can. Amen? 
Now, I'll tell you what the title of this is in a moment. Therefore, if they say to you, if they say to you, look, he is in the desert, do not go out. Look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as lightning comes from the east and flashes to the west, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. For wherever the carcass is, there the eagles will gather together. I wondered about that last part there, where the carcass is. Where, where anything dead is, that's where the predators are going to be. So if you've got any deadness in your life, they're going to come after that. Do you see that? Amen. They're going to come after that. Praise God. But Jesus is telling us, he said, don't be believing everything you hear. Even if it sounds like it might be good, don't be believing it. Amen? Now, we're living in some pretty outrageous times. More than I have ever seen in my entire lifetime. I would have never thought that it would get to this. Amen? But it has. It's a lot of pressure on the church right now to conform to get away from what was into what they want us to believe. Amen? Now, the title of my message tonight is The Modern Gospel. I'm not going to talk much about what the modern gospel is, but I am going to tell you what the Bible says about how to stay away from it. Amen? Because it talks a lot about it. That's why I've got so many scriptures. You need to have... Everything that you can get in your arsenal so that you are not deceived. Deception's been around since the Garden of Eden. Amen? And Satan has always tried to get the church to believe something that's not. He told Eve, he said, did the Lord really say? Did he really say that? Are you sure you heard him right? Amen? In, in the first church in the Garden of Eden, he's right there right there to deceive people, right there to get them to believe something different. And what happened? Well, she fell for it, didn't she? Amen? Well, what about in Luke chapter 4, whenever Jesus was being tempted by the devil? He said, if you are, if you are the Son of God, turn these rocks into bread. What did Jesus say? It is written. He wasn't going to fall for it. He wasn't going to fall for it. And every time that Satan tried to get him to believe something by questioning his identity, which is exactly what the world is trying to do now, is to get us to question who we are. Amen? Every time Jesus said, it is written, it is written. It is said. Amen? And then it said that the devil left him for a more opportune time. A more opportune time for whom? For him to come against the church. Amen? He was never going to get Jesus. There's no way. Amen? But the opportune time is now for him to do what he wants to do. Amen? Society right now is pressuring the church to change. 
Amen? You've got to change. Change is inevitable. It's going to happen. So you're going to have to change along with it. Amen? You know, I heard, I, I just heard, I didn't watch, I heard this one commentator for this one god-awful show that's on one of the major networks. She said that if Jesus was here, to, that if God was here on the earth today, that he would be for abortion. He would be for it. Because, see, that's the modern gospel. That's what they want you to believe. Amen? And then another one, another one on the same program, which is why I do not watch it. I hope you don't. I'm not going to, ta- I'm not going to give it any credit by saying what it is. But this other commentator said that if Jesus was in the earth today, he would be in a pride parade. Now, we're all sitting here saying there ain't no way that's going to happen. But let me tell you something, that there are believers out there right now who are questioning those types of things. Amen? They're, I don't, you know, they were so sure at one time, but now they're not so sure. Amen? Jesus said, let no one deceive you. You got to be on your game all the time. Because you never know when he is going to make his move against you. You don't know. I don't know. Amen. When he'll come against you. And we're seeing it. The church is just, I don't know, as a whole, not here but as a whole, as the entire body of Christ is lowering the standards. Pastor just talked about this Sunday, lowering the standards through compromise. Well, we want everybody to like us. Well, we want, we want to be able to get things done. Amen? So compromise is the tool they use to try to get things to move forward. They do it in politics all the time. Does anything ever move forward? No. It's stalemates. Because, see, once one side starts to compromise, then the other side wants even more. They want even more. Do you see that? Amen. And so there's no middle ground anymore. There's just saying that you said you'll do this. We're going to see how much more you'll do now. Compromise is not of God. Amen? You do not compromise what you know the Word of God says just to make someone happy, just to make them feel comfortable, just to make them feel inclusive. Amen? Now, that is not politically correct. But then again, neither was Jesus. He was never politically correct. Never at one time. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. So society is telling us that we've got to change. We've got to do things differently. Amen? Hallelujah. And the main thing, the number one thing that society is wanting to change in the church 
is truth. Truth. This is absolute truth. There is no compromise in it anywhere. I've never, in all my years of studying the Bible, I have never seen a place yet where God compromised anything. Amen? Amen. This is what they want to change. They want to change this truth that is yours, that you hang your whole life on. They want to take that away from you little by little, and they've been doing it for decades now. And the church has just been letting them. Amen. I know it's a little heavy, but we need to wake up. Amen. Hallelujah. So they want to take the only thing that is the anchor of our souls, that is the surety of our salvation, the Word of God. And they want to make us something different. Amen? They're wanting us to change our perspective and our goals of what this Word is going to, to give us. Amen? Hallelujah. So they're saying the times are changing. Old school don't work no more. Old school still works for me. Amen? I've been a believer for 30 years. And I have yet to even entertain a thought that was contrary to this. I haven't. Not even came close. You see? Not even came close. Hallelujah. You've got to be that adamant about it. And not allow anything to come in, no matter how harmless it seems. Amen? You know, if, 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 you're, if you're watching something on TV and the Spirit of God is, there's just that thing on the inside of you. Oh, man, I, do, I don't know. If you're questioning that, you need to shut it off. Because, you know, we were, watching, we were watching a Christmas movie, a Christmas movie a few weeks ago on a what we thought was a safe place to go. And we started watching it, and all of a sudden, that thing went south on us real quick. I mean, it was horrible. And I said, well, that's it on that. We shut that off. I said, we'll never watch that station again. Well, not all of them are going to be bad. There's, they have some that are inspirational on it. <laughs> no, you don't compromise. Amen. You get you, you, get, you, get you a station that is good. And, and there's a lot of them out there. They may not all be free. You might have to pay. We have to pay for one of them. Matter of fact, we, yeah, we pay, yeah. Pure Flix. Anybody heard of it? Amen. Yeah, you have to pay for that. I'll pay for that. Just so I know. Now, now is everything biblically correct and everything that they've done in there? Eh, not necessarily, per se, at least by the way that we 
uh, view what the Bible says, but it's clean. Amen? Hallelujah. So that was a plug for them. Amen? Hallelujah. And it is. They have good movies on there. They have good movies on there. Praise God. Amen. The times are changing. This is what the world's saying. So if God wants them to include him into their lives, then he's got to change too. We're not going to change. You've got to change. Do you ever notice that? They, they want you to compromise, but they're not going to change. You have to change. That's their compromise. That's the way they want it. Amen? And so there's this craziness. You can't, God cannot, this is just some stuff that the Spirit of God told me to, to write down. He cannot any longer establish absolutes for them to follow because truth in their eyes is always evolving and becoming relevant as they see fit. Do you see that? As they see fit. To the world, the Bible is just a book and can be edited as new information comes about. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 4. I got to get going here. I'm taking too much time in the intro. Amen. They don't see the Word of God as a living thing. They see it as just mere words on pages. Amen? Hallelujah. You know, I, I've read the Bible for years now, and, and I was reading it at work one time, and this guy said, he said, how do, you, how do you get anything out of that? He said, I've read it, and I don't understand it at all. And I told him, I said, well, you've got to be saved. Right. The Spirit of God's got to be in you. Because, see, this is a lie. You're reading it with a dead mind yeah. instead of a born-again spirit. It's no wonder you don't understand. I was the same way. When I started reading the Bible back when I was just a young kid, I didn't understand any of it. Amen? So I got to the point where I just started looking at the pictures. Amen. You understand what I'm saying here? Unless you're born again, this means nothing. You'll never get anything out of it. To you, it's just words on a page. And that's the way they see it. Amen? But look what the Word of God says about itself. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Word of God's alive. Amen? And you cannot, this is, what, this is what the Lord told me. It was kind of interesting. He said, you cannot alter what is alive or you end up with a freak. That's what he told me. You end up with a freak. And I thought about some of the freakish looking people I've seen. 
when the world has tried to alter who they are. Amen? Guys who now think they're women, the ugliest things you've ever seen in your life. Amen? Because you end up with a freak. Because you're trying to alter something that's alive, that God created, that God birthed from himself. You can't alter that. Amen? You can't alter that. Or you end up with something that is totally different than what you came up with, than what you thought you would have. Amen? Hallelujah. So they're wanting to change things. Is all things, is all change bad? No. It all depends on what you're wanting to change. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's look at this. We're, go- we're going to look at what God, what God says is okay change, all right? And let's, let's look at this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Very familiar scripture in verse 17. Are you there? Amen. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So there's a change here. The old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. All these new things now are of God. Amen. Who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Amen. So this is God's view of change. Not him changing, but you and I changing. That's what he considers the right type of change. Amen. Hallelujah. The right type of change, praise God. Now let's go and look at this because we've got so many things to look at today. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. I'm just going, just going to get in here and uh, you can revisit this online whenever you want. Amen. Hebrews chapter 1. Are you there? Let's look at verse 10. Hebrews 1.10, it says, You, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. And they will all grow old like a garment, like a cloak. You will fold them up, and they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will not fail. God's not going to change. You and I are going to change. One way or the other. Amen. We either change just on the outside or we can change on the outside and the inside. Whatever we want. However we want to do it. If you only change on the, outs, on the outside by getting older, eventually you're going to die. And you're going to die without God. And you know what your new home's going to be like then. Amen. But... God laid the foundation for everything. God laid the foundation for your life and my life to be different. He wants it to be different. Amen? Hallelujah. So his thing is that people are going to come and go. That's just life. They're born, they live, and they die. But he's going to be around forever. Hallelujah. 
So which way do you want to live your life? The way that you want to or the way that God has ordained for you to live it? Amen? Hallelujah. So he's going to be the same no matter what. Philippians chapter 1, let's go there. Amen. You're all awful quiet. This isn't one of them shouting times, I know, but it's contemplating, meditating, thinking. Amen? I've even thought, where have I compromised in my walk with God? We all have sometime or another. Maybe not right at this moment, but if we don't keep on top of this, then it will happen. Amen? Philippians chapter 1. Is everybody there? Verse 6, I'm going to read out the Amplified. It says, And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will continue until the day of Jesus Christ, right up to the time of his return, developing that good work and perfecting and bringing into full completion in you. So God starts a work in us at the time 2 Corinthians 5.17 begins. And he wants to continue that work, changing us, directing us, not because he wants to make life difficult for us, but because he wants to see us get to that expected end that it talks about in Jeremiah 29, 11. Amen? He wants us to be like him in all things. Amen. This is, how God, this is how God does it. He doesn't change, but we're supposed to change. He stays the same, but you and I are the ones who are continually in a mode of change. Amen. Hallelujah. That's good to know, isn't it? Praise God. That God wants to do something in our lives eternal. Praise God. Hallelujah. So we got to put our trust in Him. We got to do the things that He is wanting done and not the things that we're wanting done. He is working on us. We are not telling Him what to do. He is telling us what He desires in our lives. He never says... You have to. He lays it out there for you to make a decision. Which way do you want to go with this? He always sets before us life and death. He always tells us, choose life. Have some brains. Do what's right. Amen. But he always leaves it up to us. I constantly have to make decisions about choices. What needs to be done. Some things are natural. Some things are spiritual. Amen. But there's always this thing of needing to understand I've got to make a choice. Hallelujah. And I need to always understand that God wants me to move toward him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Isaiah chapter 45. Let's look at that. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are you there? Isaiah 45, let's look at verse 9. Woe to him who strives with his maker. Let the potsher strive with the potshares of the earth. Shall the clay say to him who forms it, 
What are you making? Or shall your handiwork say, He has no hands? Amen? Do we get the right to decide what God is going to make out of us? No. Amen? We don't get that, that, that choice. He's already established what He wants us to be. Amen? And it is not in our uh, authority to tell Him how it's going to be done. That's what the world is wanting to do. Tell God how things are going to be. Amen? Hallelujah. Remember, Jesus said, let no one deceive you. Let no one take from you the choice. He always gives us a choice. Amen? And He always sets before us something that is going to be good for us. Hallelujah. So it's up to us to make that choice, isn't it? And I tell God, well, you know what? You really screwed up on this other guy. You're going to have to do a lot better on me. And this is how I think you need to do it. Amen. Oh, I would never say that. Well, no, I'm not saying you would. There's a lot of people out there trying to boss God around and tell him what he needs to be doing. No wonder he sits in the heavens and laughs. Amen. So foolish. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Malachi chapter 3, <coughs> verses 6 and 7, says that I am the Lord, I change not. He said, that is why you are not consumed, O Jacob. Amen? I don't change. Have you ever noticed how many times God showed mercy? Amen? Not only on uh, the children of Israel, but on heathen nations. Amen? I mean, just, just think of when Jonah went to Nineveh. Jonah told God, you need to Destroy them all. Amen? And yet, God sent him to preach repentance to them. Mercy. And he didn't want... No, no. They're beyond saving. Hallelujah. And he had a hard time with that, didn't he? But God didn't. Amen? He had a purpose for Nineveh coming to him. He had a purpose for that. Amen? Hallelujah. And so it's really going to be up to us. It's the reason that you and I have not been cast into the pit of hell already is because God never changes. His mercy endures forever. Amen? His mercy endures forever. Praise God. Praise God. Amen? Hallelujah. So we're talking about this truth, right? We haven't forgot about that, right? 
We are talking about the truth of God's word and how the world is wanting to get that truth out of us and exchange it for their version of the truth. Amen. And so we, we're going to look at some things here as we start to wind down on this. But I want us to look at this in Galatians chapter 3. And you need, you need to know, I need to know what God thinks about these things. And how important it is that we stay true to Him. Amen? Galatians chapter 3, are you there? Verse 1, it says, O foolish Galatians. See, he's talking to the church. Who has bewitched you that you should not obey what? The truth. Before whose eyes Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed among you as crucified. Verse 2, this only I want to learn from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun in the Spirit, are you now being made perfect by the flesh? I hadn't seen this before, but I, I, as I was studying this today, in verse 2, his first statement is, this one thing I want to learn from you. This one thing I want to know. I don't want to know your doctrine. I don't want to know what you think. I don't want to know how you came to believe this. He said, one thing I only want to know. When you received the Spirit, did you receive it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That's all I want to know. Well, apparently they said, by the hearing of faith. He said, then why are you so foolish as thinking that something you begun in the spirit, now you can complete it or perfect it in the flesh? Amen? Hallelujah. That might be hard to answer. Amen? He said they were foolish. You can't start out in the spirit and end up in the flesh. Just don't work. Amen. It will not work. It has never worked. You got to stay in the spirit. If you've received Christ Jesus, so walk in him. Amen. You don't change things. Don't be interested in someone else's doctrine if it is going against yours. Don't be interested in it. Don't just say, well, I've never thought of that before. Amen? You don't do that. You don't entertain that type of thing. I've had plenty of opportunities over the last 30 years to listen to other things. I pastored for 16 years, and I've seen people come and go. I've seen people come. They were on fire for God. They were hungry for God. They were working in the church and everything else, and then all of a sudden they were gone. Amen? And you wonder, how in the world can that happen? I knew of one couple that they were so so hungry for God and just into everything. 
and all of a sudden, they, they started coming a little bit less, a little bit less, and then all of a sudden they were gone. I found out later that they had let Jehovah Witnesses come and minister to them. Amen? Glory to God. They were deceived. Amen. I have no idea what they're doing nowadays. It's been quite a few years now. But you, you see that. People get deceived. People start listening to things that they ought not be listening to. I'm talking about people who are strong in faith. Amen. I haven't been around the block a lot of times, but I've been around the block a few times. And I've seen how this works. Amen. They'll start buddying up with friends who go in a different direction, and all of a sudden they're going that direction too. It's not good. Amen. There should be no compromise in what you believe for anyone. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, let's see. Where are we at? Paul said they were deceived. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says that they have a form of godliness, but deny its power. They have a form. Amen. They have something that sort of, maybe, kind of, well, not for sure, but it's close enough. Nah. Nah. You don't go there. Amen. That's the only thing that has kept me strong is my refusal to be moved. And I've had opportunities in the church to be offended and to move out. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody looks at you a little wrong. Someone says something a little, you know, cursed towards you. You poor little thing. And you just sit around and weep and boo-hoo about it? I thought they were Christians. Amen? And God's saying to me, I thought you were too. Where's your forgiveness? Amen? Glory to God. I remember one time, I, I do, I remember this so, so plainly that this has been many years back. And uh, I injured my foot at work. I twisted my ankle, and not just a twist. It was like a, well, I don't know what you call it. But it swelled up really big and everything like that. And uh, I start praising God and thanking Him for my healing. Amen? But instead of getting better, it got worse. It really hurt. I mean, I had it bandaged up and everything, trying to keep the swelling down, ice or whatever. You know, and I kept believing God and it wasn't getting any better. And I finally asked God, you know, I finally got smart, figure, better figure out what I'm doing wrong here. And I said, Lord, why am I not receiving my healing? He said, because you got unforgiveness in your heart against this person. Of course, you can't say, no, I don't. 
No, it don't. You know you do. If you've got unforgiveness towards somebody, you know you do. Amen. So, I said, Lord, what do you want me to do? He said, I want you to go and ask them to forgive you. <sighs> really? Can't I just, you know, send an email or something? Amen. I went to that person, and I told him, I said, I have wronged you. I have held a grudge against you, and I ask you to forgive me. And that person was so gracious and said, I forgive you. My ankle got healed. Amen. Amen. Well, what's, what's that prove? It proves everything. It proves that God has a way of doing things, being right, he, a way that he wants you to be right so that you can walk in everything that he has for you. But if you're out there doing this and doing that and listening to this and listening to that, amen, you're so far away from base, you don't, I don't know if you'll ever get back. Amen? But boy, that taught me something. That taught me something real quick. That's the first thing I do. If, if something isn't working the way it's supposed to, I immediately go to God and find out what I'm doing wrong. Mm-hmm. Because it's not on His end, it's on mine. Yeah. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, yeah, I remember you praying about that. Oh, I forgot all about it. I am so sorry. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Are you getting anything out of this or not? I hope you are. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. Let's look at this in 2 John chapter, 2 John verse 8. 2 John verse 8. Not the, not the gospel, but the epistle. Amen. 2 John verse 8. Are you there? In the Amplified Bible, it says, Look to yourselves, take care that you may not lose, throw away, or destroy all that we and you have labored for. Don't throw away all the preaching that's been done in this church. Amen? Grab hold of it. You may need it someday. He says, don't, don't, don't throw it away or destroy it. It says, but that you may preserve until you win and receive back a perfect reward in full. Anyone who runs ahead, who runs on ahead of God and does not abide in the doctrine of Christ, who is not content with what he taught. Oh, oh. There you go. Well. I've heard it a different way. I just don't think I just don't think they're preaching that right there at that church anymore. Amen. Remember all the stuff that you used to say, oh yes, and amen to glory be to God. Yes, Pastor, that's exactly 
what I was needing and everything. Now all of a sudden, pastor just don't understand. He just don't understand. Why over there at so-and-so church? Oh boy. You're about ready to step on a landmine. Amen? You start comparing church to church, you're going to be in a heap of trouble. Amen? Because every shepherd is being led by God possibly in a different way. And it's not up to you or I to make a distinction between them. That is good preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. I've heard, I've heard people who are disgruntled to their pastor. Well, they're just preaching. This thing is over and over and over and over and over again. I'm getting so sick of hearing it. Don't tell me about it. If you don't like it, leave. Don't poison me. Amen? Don't, don't tell me about it. I don't want to know about it. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, let's move on. Amen? Am I meddling or what? Does not content, is not content with what he taught. Does not have God. So if you're not content with what God is teaching in the local church you're at, you don't have God in you. Ooh. Ouch. But he, he who continues to live in the doctrine and teaching of Christ does have God. He has both the Father and the Son. Now listen to this in verse 10. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this doctrine, is disloyal to what, God, to what Jesus Christ taught, do not receive him. Don't, don't be asking these people into your house. Amen. If they're bringing some kind of other gospel to you, you meet them at the door and you tell them to turn around and leave. Yeah. I've had to do that more than once. You're not very hospitable. No, I don't let the devil in my house. Well, how do you know that they had the devil with them? Well, they told me who they were. And it don't take much for me. I mean, even I can figure that out. You don't invite them in. Amen? What else does it say? It gets even better. Oh, let's see. Do not receive him and do not accept him. Do not welcome or admit him into your house or bid him Godspeed. Or give him any encouragement. Well, you know what? You go on door to door like this. Man, that's something I just couldn't do, but I'm sure glad you're doing it. Don't encourage him. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus never encouraged the devil any. He said, you know, I don't really believe anything you're telling me, but... You know, it takes a lot of chutzpah to do what you've done. 
No. No. Amen. Whenever he tried to overthrow God in heaven, Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning. Amen. Didn't even give him time to pack his bags. He was out. Forever. Amen. Now look at this. It gets better. Amen. Verse 11. For he who wishes him success, who encourages him, wishing him Godspeed, is a partaker in his evil doings. Oh, I thought I, I, thought I was getting better. It is. This, is. this is what you and I are supposed to be looking at. Amen. Well, you know, I, I'm wanting to encompass everything. See, that's what the world, they want you to encompass everything. No, I don't need to. Well, you've just got a one-track mind, and let me tell you something, for the last 30 years, it's been keeping me on track. Amen? I don't, I don't even remotely want to hear anything that anybody else is doing. Amen? You know, my wife, Kay, told me this a week or so ago that there is a, uh, a denominational church in the area which we live in. And she read a story about them. I don't know where she read it at. But they've been in this denomination from their inception. Now, all of a sudden, they said they're leaving it because they cannot agree with what they're teaching now. And I thought, wow. That pastor has some backbone. Amen? And I'm talking about a mainstream denominational church. But they have been letting so much garbage come in that this pastor and the board says, we can't do this anymore. So they changed the name of their church. They dropped the denomination's name out of their church. And they're moving forward. Glory to God. Now that takes guts in the world we're living in. Said, no, we're not going to have this anymore. I guess they put up with it as long as they could, thinking that through prayer, you know, or or God's intervention or or what, you know, whatever it was going to take was going to make the difference. But it didn't, and they said, Well, we're going to make the difference now. Amen. So they, instead of closing the church down or whatever, they said, no, we're just pulling ourselves out of this. We're not going to have it anymore. Man, I tell you what. <laughs> oh, that, that to me is the greatest blessing that you could ever see. It's when a pastor and a congregation stand up and say, we're not putting up with this anymore. Amen. Yeah. That's real good. That's real good stuff. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Let's see. What else do we look, need to look at here? I've got just a little bit more time. Oh, there was so much here. Amen. You remember, you remember when uh, Jesus was talking to disciples and he said, if you see me, you've seen the Father. You remember what Philip said? He said, he said, Show us the Father and that, that will be suffice. And he said, how long have I been with you, Philip? That you still don't realize that? 
Amen. Still didn't catch on to the truth that Jesus and the Father were one. Still didn't catch on to that. Just show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. Boy, doesn't that say a lot? Amen. I wonder where they all been at. Hallelujah. All the miracles they saw, the healings to raise people from the dead. And Jesus was astonished. He said, you know, how much, <laughs> how long would he have to be with them before he would never made it to the cross? He'd still be trying to prove himself to them. Amen. I tell you, glory to God. Well, we're not that dense, are we? I said, are we? All right, thank you. Therefore, I was wanting, begin to wonder. Amen? Hallelujah. What do I want to look at here? Oh, yeah. Don't look for a new revelation or a new way. Because a new revelation or a new way is always going to be easier on your flesh. Anybody who's looking for a different church, if they're in a powerful church like this one and they're looking for another one, amen, then they're looking for something that is easier. Amen. They're looking for something that's easier. Glory be to God. There's only one way to serve God. And that's the committed way. You have to be committed. No matter what, you have to be committed. Amen? Ephesians 4, 14 says this, We should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness by which they lie in wait to deceive. Amen. We've got to have something in us that's going to make us stand. Amen? To make us stand in the place that we need to be and not be believing anything that comes down, down the pike. Hallelujah. I, I thought this was interesting. In John 18, 38, Pilate asked Jesus, what is truth? What is truth? Amen? And if you remember, Pilate tried his best to keep from crucifying Jesus. Why? What has he done? I see no charge against this man. Amen? But what did he do? He gave in to public pressure. He gave in to public opinion. Amen? And because of that, Jesus was crucified. But you and I have got to stand on that truth that's in this word right now. Let's, let's go with this, and we're going, to, we're going to close here in just a moment. I've already went longer than I should have. Hebrews chapter 2, let's look at this real quickly. Hebrews chapter 2, in verse 1, it says this. Now this is all talking about not being deceived. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest we drift away. Now, the Amplified says this, lest in any way 
we drift past them. That's interesting. Who's doing the drifting? The things that we learned or us? It's us. The things that we've learned, they're anchored. They're right there. We'll be the ones who move past them. Amen? Unless we give them more earnest heed to them. We're going to have to be more intent on what we are doing. Amen? And what we are after, praise God. Do you see that? Verse 3 says, How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation, which at first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard Him? Amen? Everything that you and I are... Everything you're hearing out of my mouth right now is because of an eyewitness account that people had with Jesus. If you go and look at this in 1 John chapter 1, John talks about being an eyewitness to the things that Jesus did and saw them and heard them. Those very things are why they're in this book and you're reading it every day. Amen? This, how, this is how it gets established in your heart. You don't move away from these things just because some fool's got some kind of new idea about something. Who are they? Amen? I don't recall seeing their name in this book. Brother so-and-so, pastor so-and-so, I don't care who they are. If they're not teaching this, they're nothing to me. Amen? If they're trying to teach something that is easier for me to do, then I know it's not God. Because he talks about the narrow gate. The broad way, he says, leads to destruction. But the narrow way leads to life. Well, why is that? Because you can't get through the narrow way carrying a bunch of baggage. You're going to have to get rid of it before you can go through that place. It's only meant for you and you alone. Nothing else. Amen? Hallelujah. So this is, this is why it's so important. Everything that's in here has been the same from the very moment it was given by inspiration of God. It hasn't changed. Not one little bit. Now, we've gotten some different versions of it, but as long as they keep with the right tra translation of the Hebrew and Greek, then it's okay. Amen? But we've got to stay with this thing. Amen? And not let these things get by us. Job 23, 13, I like this. Job was speaking of God. It says, but he is unique, and who can make him change? Amen? God's unique. Who's going to make him change? Well, nobody. Nobody ever has and nobody ever will. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. One more scripture real quickly. Last chapter of Revelation. Let's go and look at that. Revelation 22. And we'll close with this. See, that this is totally is opposite of the modern gospel. Totally different. Totally opposite. Going in the opposite direction. And here's, it even comes under the heading 
in my Bible of a warning, it says. For I testify, in verse 18, for I testify to everyone who hears these words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to the things which God will add, to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. Does anybody remember some of the plagues? If you tried to add something to this book that God didn't put in there, then God's going to add something to you. If that's not enough. Verse 19. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his part from the book of life. Whoops. Don't think you're going to make it. Amen. From the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. So everything that was good in this book, you're not going to be a partaker of it. If you start redacting things out of this book, you see that. Amen? It's up to you and I, church. No, we can't change the world, but we can make sure we don't change so that the world can actually see something that is immovable. Amen? Don't be caught up in some kind of debate with people about the things of God. You, you let the word speak for itself. You don't have to get in something and try to defend God. He doesn't need your help. He doesn't need my help. He's been doing fine for eons. He's came up against people far more evil than anybody you've ever seen so far. Amen? Not in your lifetime. You may have read about them, but not in your lifetime. Have you seen the evil that God put down? And why was that? Because He never changes. He never changes. Amen? And so if anything's going to change, it's going to be you and I. But we are changing, moving toward Him. Draw near to God. Amen. And he will draw near to you. So you got to draw first. You got to come to him first and then he'll come to you. Amen. That concludes today's message. For more information about Oasis Church, please visit myoasischurch.com. Thanks for listening.